Welcome to another episode of The Producing Half, podcast for people who are just trying to produce and take care of their families. Today, it's kind of talk about a couple of things. Um, first, I want to start talking about the um, <clears throat> ESG, or the Communist Chinese Social Credit Score. ESG is um, environmental, I have it written down, social and governance. Environmental, social, and governance. It's just a social credit score. It is just completely like the, the uh, Chinese um, social credit score that they use to control their populace. It, there's no difference. Um, it's just the American version. They loved the elite loved the Chinese version so much they decided that I guess ultimately it was always their plan but they decided to bring it to America and the framework for it has already been put in place now behind the scenes it's happening everywhere but the actual framework against you um, the ability to control you with it is already in place it's called the COVID passport what do you think that was all about they now have that. Got to show your QR code. Trust me, that's going to keep. That's going to linger on as this goes go forward for sure. Um, and it's everywhere. It is completely everywhere. I had to um, set. I work for a small company, but that is owned by a giant company, uh, a, a global company. And so I had to sit through. And trust me, my employees, the people I work with, are. Um, about as far from HR friendly, as far as politically correct as you can get, the entire lot of them, you know, a few hundred employees. They're not the typical um, people that you would see in, in a corporate environment, but because we're owned by a globalist corporation, which is ultimately owned by hedge funds, um, I had to sit through the ESG training just a month ago. Um, it was about two hours long on the computer and I have to answer questions, interact with it. They play scenarios. It was total ESG. ESG was a little bit light, but it was there. The critical race theory was heavy and the queer theory was insanely heavy. I mean, they li literally had role plays where like one, one was an old sales guy and a, uh, a little bit younger, but still older saleswoman saying, asking him who he's going to take on his team. And then she names like, uh, Tammy. Well, what about Tammy? And then he's like, well, I don't know if these clients would, if they would get confused that Tommy is now Tammy. And then she's all, but he's your best. I'm <laughs> misgendering now. She's your best employee, your best salesperson. And they have this debate about it. Um, and then the, um, inclusive, you know, there's a, there was a whole section about, uh, making sh like they're asking people who are going to like a after work, um, dinner or something that they have once a month. And they're zooming in on the picture frames of all the people who are coming and they're all, you know, the perfect white families, you know, a white father and a white mother and two white children and a white picket fence. And uh, saying that there's no diversity in these after, and they need to include these uh, gay couple, and they need to include these interracial couples, and they need to include the 
I mean, it was so it was so poorly done that it was insulting. I have worked with every type of person you can imagine, and there, n- none of these awkward situations happen. You, you, you know, they don't get excluded. No one gets excluded because of unless they're just, you know, not likable. Um, but all the gay guys I work with, I can't think of a single one that wasn't likable. There were some that were a little arrogant. Um, but I've never worked with a diverse individual who was excluded because of their diversity. Not once have I ever, and I've ne- have I ever even witnessed it where they were excluded for their diversity. I, I guess it happens out there, but I'm 47 years old and I've, I've never seen it. So, uh, don't ask me about that, but, um, I had to sit through this ESG critical race theory and queer theory, um, training and my children who are in texas high schools have to sit through it all too they go through the critical race theory stuff they go through they're bombarded with queer theory they're bombarded with uh you know heterosexually heterosexuality is bad gay um, sex is good pedophilia is good um all this you know trans is good being being uh uh, you know non-binary or just having 14 different pronouns is good um, I had to sit through all this. The other day, my son texted a couple of pictures. Um, let me see if I could figure out how to pull them up for you. Um, so, yeah. So, this is his CRT training. A social status score for school. Wow. Um, <clears throat> criteria, uh, you got homework, attendance, respect, assignment, doing homework when given, turning in, showing up to classes on time, uh, can be absent, but has to bring a signed note. Why respect all teachers. I mean, it is the beginning of, of course, all this is reasonable stuff, but you see the framework, you see what they're doing. You see what they're implementing. They're in they're They're priming the, the children for the communist social credit score, this ESG stuff. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the next one. So here is the next one, just to give you an example. IEE citation, how China is using social credit scores to reward and punish its citizens. Um, there was more slides, but he took even worse pictures of those. And um, and uh, and he, like, he, you had to come up with your own, like, social uh credit score um criteria or things you should do to be a good citizen and of course his were um hilarious because he is a troll in every aspect of his life he is a he is a troll trust me so his were i think one of his says you have to you can't be rude or um attack anyone unless they deserve it so i mean he's a troll 100 percent a troll so it is everywhere it is coming to you, and you think that it's, um, and the other, I talked about this before, but the other way it's going to be in, implemented, and this is coming, it is um, d- the blockchain, digital, it's going to be central bank digital programmable currency, 100%, I, I believe I've talked about this before, it's 100% coming, um, it's already in, in the works, I've heard lots of people talk about it. Uh, lots of, when I say people, I mean important people, not average day people who have no idea what's going on. I said something to my wife the other day. I said, uh, 
You know, I realized that we are already in the zombie apocalypse. It's just the zombies are your average Americans who follow whatever their TV says to do and um, are the horde. They attack you like a zombie horde if you dare to go against the, the, uh, the narrative that's going on. So we are already in a zombie apocalypse. But this digital um, programmable currency is going to be their like finishing move probably maybe not it may be like the beginning of their finishing move when they start they start rolling it out because they'll be able to control how you spend the money they'll control every aspect of the money and they can turn you off completely from the citizen if you from the systems if you step out of line they can control the supply chain uh they can control supply and demand uh, the supply of milk is too big. Well, they just make it so you can spend more money on milk. The supply of milk's too low. They make it so you can only you can spend less money on milk. Uh, they don't. Uh, some company f falls out of favor. Well, then they will make it so you can't spend any of the digital programmable blockchain with that company or on that company's products, or they'll just specifically narrow it down to a specific product. You fall out of favor with your company, and they'll narrow down what you can spend the money on. I'm sure these big corporations will have some input on, on the different factors. Now, a lot of the negative things about the programmable digital currency will be toward the middle and tail end of its implementation um, when they bring it into, into play because they don't want implementation. They don't want to uh, scare everybody away from it at first, so they're going to not do any of that when they first start rolling out. It's going to be positive and good, and everyone's going to be behind it, and there's going to be a massive media campaign, a propaganda campaign, because there is no media anymore. Uh, we Americans have 100% uh, on our own as far as holding anybody to um, accountability, because our media does none of it. Uh, coffee. <sighs> um, I mix some... Um, decaf and caffeine because I drink so much so it's like 75% decaffeinated and 25% caffeinated I still drink a pot and a half or two pots so I still get my caffeine but I mix um, snicker snicker nut snicker doodle something from HEB um, it's the um, caffeinated with taste of Houston taste of San Antonio is there a taste of Austin not sure I like taste of San Antonio the best um, mix them two together and that's that coffee and sometimes I'll throw in like a, a butternut rum or something just as extra flavor um, but I don't have a grinder so I, I buy all my stuff pre-ground anyways they're going to implement this social credit score it's coming they love it um, it's the, I mean it just it fits into all their plans and what they want to happen perfectly so it is coming so this is a grand effort to collapse America and I don't know what kind of collapse I'm not psychic and I don't it's hard for me to imagine the um, the uh, Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome scenario I think it's more going to be a great depression probably greater than we understand I think that's probably the worst case probably um, it could be just um, a recession and a gradual decline uh, where we don't, you don't ever like, you can't say we went from here to here 
like, oh, yesterday was this and today it's that. It's just like, oh, you remember two years ago it was this and, and now it's that kind of thing. So, you know, you just kind of like putting a frog or a lobster or something in, in, in boiling water, but if you slowly raise the temperature kind of thing. So I think they'll slowly raise the temperature and it'll slowly get gradually worse and worse and worse. But this is a purposeful collapse of America. Um, let's start off with this. Can I? I can. Alright. How do I? Oh, I know. We move this to its own window. There we go. Alright. Alright. So this is... Uh, Palm Springs gives trans residents monthly cash payments. Wow. Huh. Trans residents. Okay. I uh, didn't know if it would pass. Blah, blah, blah. That I was tending for my blah. Considered mature. Blah, blah. Count voter related. The Palm Springs voted to allocate 200,000. The council voted to allocate 200,000 to Queer Works. And DAP Health, another non-profit, I guarantee, is funded by the the elites that want to um, to um, collapse America. Pilot program from low low income transgender and non-binary residents. Well, um, if you're non-binary, aren't you binary? Because you're either binary or non-binary. Isn't that binary? It'd be the first program to guarantee specifically low-income, blah, blah, non-binary non people. Pondering council member, help, blah, 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 advancing LBGTQ. Lesbian, gay, bi, transsexual, Star Trek God? I don't know what the last one is. Queer? Queer? Is queer a word you can say? I mean, they say queer theory. So, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Star, Star Trek God. Because then I can identify that. Hell, I'm LGBTQ. I'm Q. Star Trek God. Um, these people are something special. You know, I saw a meme once. A long time ago. And it's been making this circulation again. It says, uh, people are, it was done whenever they were going to implement... Um, a legalized gay marriage. Who cares about gay marriage? I don't care if gay people get married. I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb that they get married. That was the best thing about being gay. Is you didn't have to get married. Why would you want to do that? That's crazy. Get to, now you have to split half your money. You got to deal with all that drama. They can take everything from you. The best thing about being gay is that you didn't have to get married. And they ruined that by getting married. Makes no sense. But I didn't care. I didn't care if gay people got married. How did that affect me at all? Um, I did take a few seconds and think, well... They can't make churches marry gay people because that's not a law. That's a, that's a faith, a tradition, a culture. They can't force their culture onto somebody else. Uh, they're, they're deviant. Not deviant is a bad thing, but deviant from the social norms. They're, they're non-social norm. You know, you can't expect all of a, a society, all of a societal culture and social norms to change to an extremely for for an extremely small fraction of the population, it makes no sense. But this, um, so nobody cared. But this meme said like, well, 
they're going to make this, um, they're going to do this, and then this thing's going to happen, that happened. This thing's going to happen, that happened. This thing's going to happen, that happened. And they're all more and more ridiculous. And you know, like the bottom ones where um, men are going to be women and using and playing in sports and people are going to be marrying animals and identifying as blah, blah, blah. And it was like, well, they weren't wrong. It's that whole you give an inch to take a mile thing. Sometimes you have to be unreasonable uh, at the very beginning because you can foresee where it ha when you start accommodating extremely small deviant populations um then you have to keep accommodating even smaller even more deviant populations and again deviant not in a bad sense of the word just deviant as deviating from the norm i am a deviant i am fat that deviates from the norm well the norm for the world not for america America, I fit right in. And I'm fat because I eat too much and I exercise too little. Now, is my metabolism different than everybody else? Sure. I have a much more efficient metabolism. If you think about it, I can survive on a lot less food than skinny people who, have, who eat all the time and they never get fat. It's insane. I eat very little and I gain weight. That's actually a good thing if you think about it, especially with what's coming. You want a metabolism where your body is extremely efficient and can process food and uh, a little bit of food and keep you alive. That's me. I have a very efficient metabolism. I need 1,200 calories a day. 1,200 calories a day. I don't gain weight. I don't lose weight. That is my ideal. 12 to 1,500, depending on my activity level, um, is my maintain my and i'm six foot four that maintains my body weight. so if i want to lose weight i have to stay around a thousand calories or less a day and that's just my metabolism I mean, guess what it's not my metabolism's fault that i'm fat i'm fat because i eat too much for my metabolism and i exercise too little for my metabolism so all these people walking around that say they have some sort of thyroid issue or their metabolism or blah 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 they eat less than their friends maybe it's still your fault you're fat you still eat too much and exercise too little for your body i happen to like my metabolism especially for what's coming all you healthy skinny people who can eat like a horse or pig or whatever animal that uh metaphor will fit for or simile since we use the word like all you people who can eat like a pig and never gain any weight, well, y'all are going to really be suffering in what's coming. And I'll be just fine with my uh, one allotment of uh, loaf of bread and my... Oh, I saw that um, they were passing out to the Ukrainian refugees, maybe? And there was this cute little girl. She's probably maybe 10 years old. She stood there in the video for a while, maybe five minutes, just waiting, waiting for somebody to hand her. And they handed her one can of something i don't know what it was maybe stew corn beans i don't know and one like hard round loaf of bread and that's all she gets for the day um and i think she was sharing it with somebody else her mom or something and uh well that's sad that's coming unfortunately that's coming but the good thing for me is that my metabolism means that while i'll be miserable and hungry i won't starve to death and die so, um, sucks to be you, skinny guy. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, the point of the um, this um, Palm Springs thing is 
is a collapse of the culture. They had to collapse a lot of things to collapse America. America was very strong in the 50s. Um, very, very strong. And so it had a cohesive culture. It had a cohesive, co cohesive economy. It had efficient manufacturing. Um, it had um, a strong family unit. It had a strong um, societal faith or culture in, in, in uh, a higher authority. Um, it had um, it had patriotism. It had everything really. The America of the early early nineteen hundreds and in nineteen fifties and nineteen sixties, we're starting to. Really, it started going downhill after, you know, they implemented the um, Federal Reserve. It's just that they, they do it, you know, in stages. Uh, but America started collapsing back then, and we so they started attacking those. First thing they got to, had to do is um, get rid of manufacturing. Well, they were very successful in that. They turned China into a third, from a third world nation into an industrial juggernaut. You know why America did so good in the uh, wars is because of our manufacturing. We could outmanufacture everybody. If we were to go to war with China today, we would need to defeat them in the first few weeks or months of the battle because we have no manufacturing. We will not be able to replace anything that breaks. We won't be able to build new things. You can't source anything here. You can't build anything here. It's all built built, built elsewhere. So America will be defeated by a thousand tiny cuts of not being able to do anything, not being able to replace any blown up or broken, broken equipment. We've already lost whatever war we're going to fight unless we win it very quickly. We have the greatest military, and we could, we could fight Japan, I mean, China and Russia to a stalemate until we ran out of stuff because we can't manufacture anything. God, I love that coffee. Um, so they, they got rid of the manufacturing and then they got rid, uh, then they started attacking all the cultures. They attacked the family. They, I guess the next thing after getting rid of the manufacturing at the, or at the same time was attack the family unit and that, they did that through welfare. Before welfare attacked the black community, Blacks were f f exponentially growing their their uh, their uh, family wealth. Uh, they were ex exponentially growing their general wealth, and um, they had the strongest family unit: the mother, the father, the kids, the faith. Much much stronger than white people. They had a much better foundation of uh, faith, family, and wealth building. Now, granted, they had a lot of institutions against them. There were, uh, what was it, uh, blockbusting? There was redlining. There were, uh, I mean, there was a there was a hundred things going against them. A thousand things going with them, with uh, institutional racism. And they were struggling through it and overcoming it. That's because they were Americans, and that's what Americans do. Well, how do you destroy that? You destroy that with welfare. So welfare destroys a lot of things. It destroys faith. It destroys uh, family. It destroys community. It destroys wealth. It, it, it brings back slavery. It enslaves you. You're enslaved to the welfare. 
Um, so they attacked blacks with welfare first, and, and then the rest of us. Um, and then they just now they're just flooding the entire country with welfare people. Um, so they that they they attacked family units and the family culture, and then they started attacking um, the financial. They you know got to get rid of the middle class. The middle class is too pa uh, powerful. They started attacking the family units of the rest of the people with all of this this LBG crazy stuff and, and gays, and they started attracting uh, attacking the general American culture, and they attacked they attacked faith, and they attacked uh, patriotism. And then, you know, and now they've attacked, they've attacked identity. They're attacking your mind now. They are destroying your ability. Well, they've been doing that. I mean, they poison us with all these poisons on our food. I eat pretty much, I still eat some poisons. You just can't help it. And I haven't winged myself on all of them. I mean, who knows what's in the coffee beans, but, um, but I still eat, uh, like some ranch dressing that has some poisons in it. But basically, it's, I eat lettuce or romaine lettuce onions um and uh chicken that's pretty much all i eat on a weekly basis and throw in some refried beans and some oh lots of cheese lots of cheese but the poisons the processed foods that they're giving you these days they're just completely poisoning they point the waters are poison the pollutants are everywhere um the autism is completely because of environmental uh, factors 98% of it is environmental or 75. It doesn't matter, but it's a high percentage is environmental. I want to say it's probably related to phosphate usage in the, in the fertilizers in the ground. We're all suffering from and fluoride. Fluoride brings down your IQ. Lead. Uh, I remember playing with lead ingots and lead weights and stuff when I was a kid. No one ever said anything about it. it explains a lot, actually, if you think about it. Uh, but I mean, there was leaded gas. I mean, w there was a lot of things happening. D all the things they did to, to poison us. And a lot of it was, it's not like it's a conspiracy. It's just, it, it just fit in with, they didn't care. It was all about money and control. And I don't know about the whole fluoride in the water thing. I feel like that has to be some sort of sinister conspiracy because they know, I mean, Russians purposely used fluoride in their water in the gulags to to lower the the, the people's uh, resistance and make them less uh, aggressional aggressional it's a new word less aggressive and um more docile and uh and it, it made them it lowered their iq they were easy to control so russia did this we know this is a fact you can go reread about it and look it up but yet we put it in our water fluoride the fluoride that we put in our water is not even the good halogen you need halogen. You need some. You need versions of fluoride. I, when I brush my teeth, I have fluoride toothpaste and non-fluoride toothpaste. And so I'll use the fluoride toothpaste once or twice a week. And I use the non-fluoride toothpaste for the rest of the week. Because we're all suffering from fluoride poisoning. We all have too much fluoride because it's in the water. It's in the cans. If, when you eat canned food, it's in all your vegetables. It's in every, everything is, is contaminated with fluoride. So even if we did need it, we all have too much of it. So I have uh, switched from that. But it's it's just everywhere. The poisons are everywhere, and it's just so they they attacked every aspect uh, of us. And and it, it, they're we want to say they're just incompetent. They're incompetent because they're greedy. They're incompetent because they're dumb. And 
you know, the cream rises to the top, well, so does turds kind of thing. And when you have a bureaucracy, the people in control of the bureaucracy are always the people you don't want to be in control of the bureaucracy because the people you want to be in control of the bureaucracy, they don't want to be in control of the bureaucracy. Think about any um, institution where it's a popularity contest or, or it's like a, uh, you have to be kind of like a politician to do. The people who are going to rise to the top are not the people you want to be there because the people who are just out there doing it, the plumbers and the electricians who are just out there working, they're not interested, interested in that. They have no desire. They're, they're producers. And so they have no desire to uh, feel powerful or productive by controlling others. These evil people at the top of our government and at the top of any bureaucracy, they derive their self-worth by controlling and implementing power and control over other people. I mean, I've, I've talked about it before, but that book I read when I was, uh, uh, you know, about 15 was uh, Whatever Happened to Justice, uh, Uncle Eric book, maybe. And um, it talked about how political power was more addictive than heroin because political power, you, you, you just get, what, you, is there a monster? You hear a monster? Uh, political power, you just get, um, you get the, you get people with guns to implement your power. You get, you get, if I have a company, I can't use my economic power to force you to buy my product. I can use my power to force other competitors out of the market, but I can't force you as a consumer to buy my, but if I have political power, I can literally have guns pointed at your head and make you, uh, buy whatever product I'm trying to sell, whether it's IRS or, COVID passport or whatever. Um, and so there's just this huge concerted effort to bring down America. Think about Afghanistan. Afghanistan was a flare into the, the, the sky. And it was saying, here, world, the rest of the world, looky here, America's over. Look what we're doing. We're incompetent. We have no idea what's going on. We are, it was the, it was literally a purposeful there's no way on earth that Afghanistan was on accident. I knew what would happen. Literally everybody on earth knew what would happen if we did the way that we did. They all knew it. There was lots of warnings. There was official reports. We all knew that was what would happen if we did it that way. Afghanistan, that's the, you've got to stop thinking that these people are idiots and incompetent. This is a discussion I get in all the time with people. Well, like, oh, well, the government's just dumb. No, they're not. They're smart. They're smarter than you. They're smarter than me. They're smarter than all of us. They have all the money in the world. They have psychiatrists and psychologists, and they have geniuses. They have supercomputers, AIs. They know what's going to happen when they do the things they do. Afghanistan was a signal to the rest of the world to collapse. And they're like, okay, America's done. Uh, Ukraine. The sanctions they put against Russia... Uh, were 100% purposeful to um, collapse the dollar, to drive Russia and other countries off the dollar. There's no other logic behind that. It was it, That was what was going to happen. When you start seizing other countries' reserve funds in the, in the financial institutions of the world, the world banks, um, well, then who's going to use the dollar? And it's purposely, it had to have been done to collapse the dollar, to drive uh, uh, people away from the dollar. You've got to get rid of the dollar. The dollar has protected America for the last 20 years. I mean, ultimately, since Nixon, but for especially for the last 20 years, when we should have 
been collapsing. All the, the, the naysayers out there, the doom and gloom people out there are like, oh, the stock market's collapsing, we're stock market's collapsing. You know, the Ron Pauls, they're right. They just failed to take into account how long it would take because of how much of the dollar was propped up by the rest of the world. And the rest of the world would resist the collapse of the dollar because it would be bad for them as well. They had so much tied into it. Still do. The COVID lockdowns, locking down all, destroying the middle class. That's what COVID lockdowns were about. The Walmarts, the Targets, the the the, the uh, Amazons, all the giant corporations profited hugely. Quoting Trump, hugely. I can't do the hugely. I can't do Trumps. They all profited hugely. They, um, it was fantastic for them. The billionaires became even richer. The trillionaires became even richer. There are trillionaires. Uh, they became even richer and more powerful. It was great for them. It destroyed the small business. It got rid of the small business. That's what the lockdowns. It wasn't. There was no remote science behind it. That's. There's no science. They keep saying trust the science. There's no science. It was specifically done to destroy the economy, to shut down. I mean, you know how many people died in the third world nations, not to mention who are about to die because of the starvation. It was done on purpose. It had to destroy. It had to destroy the economy. They had to destroy the economic engine of America, and they also had to get people used. Used more new words. They also had to get people used to government handouts and checks and not working and uh, staying home and doing what you're told and obeying. I mean, it was the greatest experiment test run, and they it was a it was a success. They found out wow, Americans aren't as independent and resistant to being controlled as we thought they are. Let's go ahead and roll. It's always been Agenda 2030, but it may be Agenda 2023 at this point, or 2024, or 2025. I don't know how we could stretch this out to 2030. It's falling so fast. But it was always going. Read For 20 years, I've seen people talk about Agenda 2030 and what's going to happen and how it's going to be implemented. And they, they, they publish papers on it. They talk about it. They're not hiding it from us. Ugh. These, uh, if you don't have one of these type of cups, now it says not to put it in the dishwasher. I do, and it destroys the paint, but what do I care? The paint, the enamel, I guess. But man, they keep things uh, hot for a long, long time. I don't know why it took them so long to invent something like this. I guess it's got a vacuum separating the two pieces of metal, so the, and a vacuum's a great insulator, so the heat doesn't transfer through, but man, should only ever drink. I got rid of all my, I, I still have them, there's in the back of the cabinets. I bought like 20 of these, and I just, we just use these. Keep your iced tea cold and everything. They're perfect. Uh, product review. I'll have to put up. This is uh, sponsored by cheap metal tumblers. Um, it's all... The COVID lockdowns would have given it to the middle class. We're all gone. We're done. The endless boosters. It, that's an attack on our health. It's an attack on our minds. It's the whole cognitive dissonance or just the inability to tell lot or what's right and what's wrong. The ability to understand what's going on makes no sense. Um, I've seen studies now, mainline studies coming out where they're starting to admit that the spike proteins and the poison and the, 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 the boosters are getting into the bloodstream. All those things are um, implementing. Let's see who's at my front door if I want to bother. Uh, well, they're gone. So I guess I don't want to bother. Um, it, it makes no sense. We know we know what the, the, that it's like. First of all, it's like a common cold. Is it monsters? They're monsters. Um, we know it's like a common cold. I've had I had the both. I had the the um, 
Go get him. I had the, um, yeah, you get him, dog. You go get him. Um, I had the uh, Delta and the Omni. The Delta was bad for 24 hours, maybe, a little bit more. Um, I took the, the horse medicine and was fine. And then I didn't even take any medicine for the Omni. I was just sick for a week. And it, I just went all about my life, you know, just a little mild cold, really. I did lose my taste and smell again. And it really never came back 100%. It never came back 100% from that. It came back from like 80%. Now I'm probably about 60% maybe. There's some things I can't taste. I haven't tried a steak recently, but the last time I had steak, I really couldn't taste it, which is bad and good because I love steak, but good because who can afford it? Um, but the COVID, the endless boosters are just part of the attack on your mind and your body. They, they, they hate you. So you have to understand that these elites, not only do they think you're a fool, not only do they think you're, you're they're, they're slaves, that you're a peon, you're a serf, um, they actually hate you. You need to understand, that's how they do these things. Fauci hates you. Bill Gates hates you. The powers behind the powers, they hate you. You need to realize that. Um, the devaluing of the dollar. I mean, the 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 all the the checks they sent. They flooded the economy with all this money. I am talking to you via an elite gaming system. Although I don't game, I would like to. Just don't ever have time. Uh, a, a three, probably close to four thousand dollar computer. Well, this entire setup was bought with Trump money. I would never have bought any of this stuff without the. Uh, checks from the government you know bought a couple of guns as well i bought things that i would never have bought with the free money because it was free money but it's not I, I, that all this stuff cost me many times as many thousands of dollars in in devaluing the currency you have to understand that you should read books on um, economy on economics even though you don't understand them i've said this before i don't even understand uh why is my audible oh there it is I do pay for Audible. I said I got rid of all my subscription services, but I do pay for Audible. Um, Audible gives you a lot of free books. Uh, you can download stuff on um, through crowd sharing sources, I guess, instead of um, using um, Audible. Eco -no well, not economics. E I got big fingers. Economics. So, like, Economics in One Lesson by Henry Hazlitt is a good book. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember reading this, but it's in my thing. I might have downloaded it. But, like, The New Confessions of an Economic Hitman. There's some books. I haven't read. been going through is one insanely epic series um, that's taking. I don't know. I think I'm on book 11, trying to get through it all before I go back to reading my audibles. But my audible expires. You lose all your credits next month. So, i got to buy a bunch of books today. Uh, economics for Dummies was a good one to do that one. And then the Economic Weapon. I don't think I've read that one either. These are the books that I've purchased. That The Economics of One Lesson I read. And I think Economics for Dummies I read, listened to. But you've got to. I didn't understand a lot of it. It was up beyond me. Uh, but I picked up things. You still gain from it. Um, I listen to high-level physics lectures all the time. All the time, I listen to things on physics where they're talking about quantum mechanics and they're getting into nitty, gritty, and field theory. I understand 1% of it, but I always pick up one little thing, one little small thing. I remember a long time ago, I'm talking before any of my children were born, reading 
a passage about strong nuclear force and the exchange of maybe two pi mesons or something. And, you know, I don't understand what any of that is, but you pick it up and you understand, oh, well, strong, there's a particle with, in strong nuclear force that's holding together the nucleus of the atom. should always be trying to learn and grow things and listen to things even if you don't understand them, even if they're way beyond you. I listen to high-level math lectures all the time uh, on YouTube. I'll watch videos on advanced uh, mathematics. I'm talking about, I took, I, I made it through Cal 4. I was um, a student in college in mathematics, uh, mathematics student of the year every year I went. In other words, I had the highest math uh, average of anyone on the, the, the campus. And what is that? Kumasamlada, whatever, I don't know. I'm not good at that stuff. It was a long time ago. So I'm good at math, but this is stuff that I do not understand. And I don't remember any of this. My greatest flaw in life is my lack of, I can't retain anything. I, if I don't, I can learn it again really quick because I have the core uh, fundamentals, but I don't retain anything. I can read a book and then go back to that book 10 years ago and be like, man, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember anything about the book. Sometimes I can go back a month later and be like, did I read this book? I don't remember. Let me read a little bit and see. Um, but then I, re I, I remember just the strangest facts. Uh, but the value of the dollar was a huge. The obvious lies everywhere. Everything's a lie. And it's so obviously. Oh, I guess I could have closed this and it made the screen look better. Huh. I guess I maybe should have done that. Um, it does look a little better. Or whitewashed. Or better. Um, I guess I should have, um, I mean, the, uh, the uh, obvious lies. It's because, so you, you don't know what's what. You can't, you can't, you, you, you have no idea. Everything coming at you is like, is this true? It's like, you end up just believing the narrative. Because what other choice do you have? If anybody deviates, deviates from the narrative, they're instantly racist, uh, they're Russian supporters, they're, they're whatever, the QAnon, whatever. And think about, all the people who were canceled, all the people who were banned because they said things like, um, like it could have, the COVID could have been made uh, in a lab. Well, that's a fact now. That's an indisputable fact now. But they were banned for saying it, for just asking the question. Y'all, Americans need to start getting really upset about this and doing something about it. Um... And at this point, with all these, the fact that the, they've eroded the trust in the, the FBI and the CIA and the, the government and everywhere, I mean, this, at this time, if there's any kind of high-level crime out there, all the Americans should just get together and go arrest the FBI, because they probably did it. You know, and if there's any kind of international crime, we should all get together and go arrest the CIA, because they probably did it. I mean, these guys uh, who supposedly kidnapped, uh, was it the Michigan, was it Whitmer, the Michigan governor? They were bumbling fools that the FBI decided to create some plot and then the FBI went and sold the plot to them and these guys are like, oh, smoking their joints, oh, what's going on, okay, well, yeah, yeah, let's do it. They were never going to do anything. They were just going to talk about it. Like most of the people today, we don't do anything, we just talk about it. And so then the FBI is dragging these poor fools along on the FBI's plot to kidnap the governor. When are we going to arrest these FBI agents who plotted to kidnap the governor? Because it wasn't these bumbling fools. Two of them just got off. The other two, uh, mistrials. I don't. Know if, I think there may have only been like four of them. When are we going to try the FBI for their plot to kidnap a government? It's insanity. The CIA is constant. CIA, I mean, you can just go look at my old conspiracy video I did about all the plots the CIA's did 
why aren't they all why aren't they all rested or on guillotines not guillotines what would it be when you hang people they're on gallows gallows um i mean it's insanity the selective prosecution that happens in america erodes your trust and that's it i mean uh somebody said something the other day because there's always you know you got your nest cameras and everything and people are like people are always breaking into people's cars or trying to break into somebody's door and uh somebody oh, i'll shoot that guy and and, and then somebody else replied well i replied well since our prosecutor in this area was 100 percent put in office by george soros if you were to shoot somebody actively trying to break into your home and kill your family, that's what you got to assume, the prosecutor would come after you. 100% you're going to jail because you shot somebody. Unless the, unless the sheriff's investigating or something, that prosecutor is going try to try to get behind you. Select, and, But if you're a rioter and you burn down stuff and destroy stuff, you're, not, you're okay. You're going to get let out of jail. If you're a shoplifter... Uh, uh, you're going to get left out. If you're anything that agrees with their agenda to collapse America, you're going to get away with it. If you're Hillary Clinton, you can create high, tr you can you can commit high crimes. You can commit, I mean, probably murder many times over. Um, you can do anything you want, and you're going to be fine. But if you're if you're one of uh, somebody who worked with Trump, they're going to go through every piece of paper you ever put your signature to and try to find something that you made a mistake from. I'm in finance. Let me tell you, everybody lies on their mortgage application. They and they lie by carelessness. Really, it's not really a lie. They lie through just I worked there from there to there. They don't want to go figure out when they really worked there, but they sign that everything's truthful. That's a lie. They could come back and prosecute you because you missed your employment dates. Um, would they? No, unless they want to get you for something. Um, you really can't lie about your income these days because they verify it, you know, crossways many, many times. So unless you're self-employed and you're willing to pay the taxes on fake income, uh, there's really no way to cheat the system. You could just uh, file tax returns showing you made more money than you do, pay the IRS, and lenders will use those tax returns to verify your income. And at that point, you know, I mean, that's probably the only way you could lie. You could say, say you make $50,000 a year legitimately, you could tell the IRS for two years straight that you made $100,000 a year, pay the extra taxes, and then when you go to finance something, you'd have two years tax returns saying you make a hundred grand, they would uh 99 of all banks are not going to dig any deeper they're not going to want to see cash flow they're not going to want a cpa to sign off of it they're not going to want an official uh, profit loss statement from a cpa they're going to accept your tax returns and probably some quickbooks you know profit and loss statement that you did yourself and you're going to be able to you're able to move on but the selective prosecution is a huge thing the purpose purposeful purposeful collapse of the supply chain it is not an accident I've been talking about this for over a year now. For over a year, for better part of two years, I've been complaining about the supply chain and its purposeful collapse. It is on purpose, obviously on purpose. They are constantly doing things to collapse the, the food chain and to collapse the supply chain. Think about what's going to happen with the fertilizer and the farmers come this fall. I hope you're preparing. I mean, as much as you can. There's not much I can do. I mean, I live in a city and I, you know, I don't have uh, extra money, but I'm doing what little I can do on a monthly basis.
the elimination of manufacturing we talked about you know another thing is, is just the structure of our of cultural institutions what cultural institution do we even care about anymore the oscars i didn't even know there was oscars until will smith slapped that dude poor will smith man why is he with that crazy woman uh, uh, i don't really care i mean they're all they're all insanity they're all insane don't bother me none i did like some of his movies though uh i liked his um what was oh uh the zombie apocalypse one i like that one um but like the destruction of nasa it's so sad what they did to nasa i mean that was on purpose what why would they do that why would they destroy destroy nasa um all the destruction of all of our institutions of anything I've, i can't think of any institution that i look up to and respect nothing I mean, FDA, don't trust. CDC uh, actively wants to murder people. FDA actively wants to murder people. FBI uh, actively murders people, actively um, commits uh, high crimes. CIA has always been an evil institution controlled by the elites. Um, all your um, local um, DA's offices are controlled by the, the elites and only prosecute Americans, real Americans. Um, your police, your police, your police went to local small businesses that were right next to a giant Walmart full of people coughing on each other and locked down these little small businesses. Can't trust the police either anymore. Yeah, I have no, I love cops. Well, I don't love cops, but I love the idea of cops uh, out there protecting and serving. Who, what kid did not want to be a cop? And for all you police out there who are out there protecting and serving, hey, more power to you. You're a real American hero. Congratulations. But for all you cops out there that arrested mom and pops for trying to support their family, opening their business, screw you, you evil piece of crap. You're supporting a globalist takeover of America. You're anti-American. You're unconstitutional. You're an evil piece of shit. <sighs> Sorry. Um, but there's just destruction of all the institutions. There's nothing you can trust anymore. There's nothing that has any value. There's nothing to look up to. Uh, Congress is a joke journalists are a, a joke um it's all it's all just a, a joke and it's all that's why i don't see us coming back from this unless it gets unless we do something drastic unless, unless it gets super super bad and then the americans finally rise up uh and do something about it but birth rates down uh, lifespans down uh, standard of living is down everything is going the wrong direction these people are smart. It's not on accident. It is on purpose. That is what you need to realize. Well, I've ranted and raved enough. The dog is tired of me not paying attention to it. Chewy. Yeah. Um, so uh, that'll be it for today. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Producing Half.